What's up, y'all? This is Lex. Thank y'all for coming back again to the Grown Folks, where we talk about real, raw, grown folks shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. Uh, this is where we get into it, like into it, into it. So let's get into it. What you got for us today, babe? All right, yeah. So today I want to talk about something very serious. Um, okay. Today we're going to talk about the healthcare system and how it treats people of color and black people mm-hmm. um i feel like this is something that really needs to be talked about and it's a very serious thing because I, as you guys know recently i was in the hospital um for about three days i had to have surgery on my finger uh for a cat bite and um i'm the type of person i hate going to the doctor mm-hmm. like as a kid i used to love it you know what i'm saying i used to love going to the doctor um and as i got older i I seen how i began to be treated differently and i started hating to go and i wouldn't go unless Mm -hmm. i was literally in so much pain that i felt like i was about to die or i was about to die that's the only time that i would go to the hospital Mm -hmm. is if it's absolutely necessary because of how we're treated when we go to the hospital i feel like that's why we're taught to just kind of like suck it up too because ain't nobody gonna help you know what i mean like our parents already know the system. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's just what's taught and it's normal now. Yeah. Like, I, I know for a fact, like, growing up, I grew up with my grandma and around my dad. And, like, they literally were the same way. They would never go to the hospital. Like, I would see them literally get hurt and be sick. And I'd be like, why don't you go to the doctor? They'd be like, nah, I'm not going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And, th- like, I've seen my dad, like, literally slice his leg open and like doctor it himself because he didn't want to go to the hospital dang boy yeah like it's that serious like especially the older uh generation of black people like really know that the hospital is not your friend like mm-hmm. the doctors I mean, i'm not saying all doctors because there are some doctors out there that are not like that but as a whole the majority of the doctors have a racial bias and they treat people with that racial racial bias you know right and it's well known but ain't nobody doing nothing about it right and I, that's why i feel like it's important to have these conversations because the thing that i noticed while i was in the hospital is you know i like i said i had to have surgery on my finger and it was like really bad like it was so infected and so swollen that like my finger felt like it was about to explode and like i said i don't go to the hospital unless i'm like dying of pain right or i'm about to die and that was one of those points where i was like babe i think i need to go to the hospital yeah you know you yep. know how i was i was like bad off mm-hmm. and when i went you know it it just was like they didn't believe me that i was in that amount of pain right you know what i'm saying like and I'm not the type of person that cries or anything like that. Like, I was literally crying because right. of how much pain I was in. And, it, it like, I had to fight tooth and nail with them to yeah. get pain medication. Yeah, you was pretty much doing their job. Yeah, like, I was literally having to call them in there. Like, I was having to remind them yeah. when it was time for my pain medication. And then when it was time, it was like a struggle. Like, mm-hmm. well, are you still in pain? Like, clearly, yeah. yes, that's why I'm asking you, you know? Right. And I know, like, a cat bite sounds silly, but that as a doctor, you should know, like, the right procedures and process. And I feel like they didn't even follow those 
you know those steps for you yeah exactly and then especially on your hand like your hand has so many nerve endings like it's you know it's known that wounds to the hand hurt so badly you know Mm -hmm. i did have one doctor there that would that was very kind and understanding but then i was transferred to a, a different department so i will say that and not all of them were like that like i said but the ones that i did deal with where it was like a struggle like addiction was brought up several times while wow. i was there like you know talking about uh being addicted and you know you need to be careful because you can get addicted like literally would say wow. stuff to me like that and i'm just like yeah you man. know what and i had one conversation with the nurse and i was like i was literally crying because i was in so much pain and i was like listen I, I feel like i'm going in circles with the doctors about this pain medication like you guys know for instance they were giving me pain medicine and the nurse literally told me it only lasts for one or two hours Mm -hmm. but they were giving me pain medicine every four hours wow so i was like how does that make any sense you know that i'm sitting sitting here in pain for two hours waiting on the pain medicine and um she was like well i will say that you know with the opioid crisis they're just worried literally that's exactly what she said to me and i looked at her i said what does that have to do with me right i said i gave y'all a urine sample and blood work when i came in here i said Mm -hmm. if i was a drug addict you would be able to see that in my blood work. you would definitely know you know what i'm saying my thing is like back to the the procedures and process did they even like scan your finger Mm -mm. for like you know what i'm saying any infection in your tendons or anything no like there was no scans no nothing but so they were just feeding you medicine and kind of stringing you along. Yeah, and then they were like, um, they weren't really giving me any information. Like, I was clueless the whole time. I was literally calling you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. Right. And I was steady having to, like, ask them, and nobody would tell me exactly what was going on. Like, one time it was like, okay, you're having surgery. Then another time it was like, okay, you're not. We're waiting for a different doctor. All this and that, like, back and forth. It was just like I was having to pull information out, out of them. Out of them, yeah. Because they weren't going to tell me unless I was, like, on them That's asking weird. the questions. I feel like they should, like, explain, you know, what's going on, what they're going to do. And, you know what I'm saying? I feel like you didn't get any of that. Yeah, I had no I was idea asking, I was like, dude, what's going on? Like, do you have an infection in your tendon? Like... Yeah. Nothing was answered. I had no idea what was going on the whole time. And it's so crazy too, like with the um with her saying that about the addiction thing and about the opioid crisis and I said like what does that have to do with me? And I told her like about the blood work and the urine and stuff and I was like go check my my stuff. Wow. I was like literally like I said if I was a drug addict you would be able to see that in Exactly. in my stuff. Yeah. Like I would have all those drugs in my system. So it was just like, you know, why are you bringing something up like that to me? Mm-hmm. You know, over and over again. Yeah, and so I just feel like there are these assumptions about people of color and black people that, you know, for one, they're addicts. They're looking for drugs mm-hmm. to get high, and they don't believe that you're actually in pain. Right. Like, and it's it, it's been proven that doctors really think that black people have a higher pain tolerance oh wow yeah so you know what i'm saying like that is like mind-blowing like we're human beings just like anybody else yeah our pain tolerance isn't any different from anybody else's of course everybody has different you know pain tolerances within themselves but it's not a race thing yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so that just like 
completely blew me and that's why I wanted to have this conversation because that stay in the hospital was so miserable for me like yeah not only were you not getting getting like the right uh information and treatment but you also there alone yeah so it was kind of scary exactly like I was there all by myself it was it was just it was not good at all and wow like I was steady calling people like trying to figure out like what was going on and that's one thing I will say like for the pain management in general like like I said that you know a lot of doctors have this assumption that people of color and black people have a higher pain tolerance so when it comes to people being in pain they know that they can't go to a doctor and be like hey listen I'm in pain without Mm -hmm. having to go through this rigorous like process of like proving pretty much that hey I'm not a crackhead like you know what I'm saying like that's it's just so unfortunate because it is like and it's in its own repeat too I feel like you know it's just like I said earlier it's being taught to like not go to the doctor to just try and you know tough it out and it sucks because it shouldn't have to be like that and obviously all doctors are not not the same and all experiences are not the same but like you said the majority of every situation goes like that and it's so normal and it's so crazy because i literally was not going to go to the hospital like for for my finger like i was like nah i don't need to go i don't need to go i don't need to go just because i just felt like i wouldn't be listened to Mm mm-hmm and to come to find out like if i wouldn't have went i could have lost my finger mm-hmm. like i could have literally died from the infection that i had if i wouldn't have went right and because of that fear that i had of going to the doctor and not being heard let's just say i didn't go yeah i wouldn't be here right you know what i'm saying right that is crazy and i, I it makes me think about how many people out there have been scared to go to the doctor mm-hmm. and something bad happened because of the fear that they wouldn't be listened to and, and made their situation worse yeah and, and it is <sighs> It's sick. It really is. It just, it kills me. And the assumptions that are made on people based on how they look. Their and appearance. Their appearance, their race, things like that is just, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like also, like the tattoos probably had a lot to do with it. Yeah, of course. Of when, course. When in all reality, it's just art. Yeah, I have a lot of that. I have a lot of like... People, you know, look at me funny because of tattoos on my face, which, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you knew that getting tattoos on your face, but why should, why that, should it be like that? Yeah. Why should it be like that? Like, why should my physical appearance, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Make you treat me any other way as a professional. You exactly. are a professional. You, you should be able to differentiate your biases from your profession. Yep. Every single time. Yep. Like that's, that's not a, a career choice that you should choose if you have those type of biases and those type of beliefs you know right and it's so crazy like diving into it like i wanted to do some research and stuff like i've been doing the research about this stuff because for years court will tell you like i have had back problems for years and i went to the doctor several times about it and they would literally just turn me away yeah but it wasn't just no back problems it was like excruciating pain you couldn't sleep Mm -hmm. couldn't sit down for too long couldn't stand up for too long yeah all day every day and they would just pretty much look at me and be like "Mm -hmm, oh your back's not hurting yeah you know like i literally had a doctor where he was like do you have any pain i told him about my back pain you remember i went to the doctor i came back and told you and i was like yeah i have a lot of pain in my back and he literally just like skipped over it didn't even touch on it again 
So I was like, what? Right. And then in that instance, he should have, all right, let me see your stance. Let me see your posture. Let me, have you had any kids? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And the epidural really messed my back up a lot too. Like I was already having like back issues before that, but it definitely like jacked me up. And going into the epidural thing, like let's talk about the mortality rate of black mothers and black babies. Oh man in healthcare like Man. i'm telling you that it's the craziest thing when you look at it because there are so many black mothers and black babies that are losing their lives due to the biases of healthcare mm-hmm. and you know the doctors not wanting to wait out a natural birth and giving emergency c-sections when it's not necessary not necessary yep you know what i mean yep. and it, it's it, the crazy. facts are there. Yeah, the facts are the there. The facts are there, and not only they, that, they literally suggest C-sections. Yeah, to when it's not even necessary. Color. Yeah, it's not necessary. Like nine times out of ten, it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just they don't. They want, don't want to. They don't want to wait. Yeah. they don't want to deal with it. And they they think, oh, it's just some black woman. I it ain't nothing mm-hmm. gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But not only that, but black people are dying earlier. And are more sicker than that was not a correct um, <laughs> more <grammar>. sick <laughs> more sicker they're sicker than white people like yeah. scientifically the 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 stats are there mm-hmm. black people are dying earlier and they are sicker than white people yeah and it all boils down to the racial biases in the healthcare mm-hmm. like. It boils, it, yeah, that, and then I feel like it's all about your placement in the world too. Like, of course, most most you know people of color are gonna grow up in the hood. Yeah. And what's around the hood? Liquor stores. Mhm. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna have CVSs on every corner, pharmacies on every corner. Yep. But it ain't it ain't no it ain't no uh what therapy centers or you know what I'm saying yeah. like. It's, it's so just, crazy that you say that too because like not only even. So even when black people have good insurance, yeah, they you know go in. They might be a, a businessman or something. They mm-hmm. go in. It's been proven that doctors will still not treat them with the same type of treatments wow. that they would treat a white person. Well, I will say that's crazy because for my mom, you know, she's had a lot of surgeries and stuff like that. But I feel like before you know she had really good insurance mm-hmm. it was it was a whole different ball game yep when they see their insurance like they literally make it a point to have a conversation about your insurance mm-hmm. like it's crazy i had a, i had a, a a situation like that when like recently when i um went to therapy and you know i got diagnosed with adhd went to cvs to pick up my medicine and the lady oh she was all loud di- uh distributing my medicine Oh, you don't have insurance. I'm like, okay, and you didn't have to say all that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I pay out of pocket, whatever, cool. But they just make it a point to to tell you to that. Have and that. I'm like, damn, yeah. dude. Like, like, let me just pay for my shit. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. And then like, well, do you have any questions about the medicine? No, I already talked to my doctor. Right. So you know how to take it, and yes, <laughs> like I had to explain to her like how you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. I shouldn't have to do all that. Just tell me the price give my id pay for the medicine it's crazy too because like when i was doing my research it it's been shown that 
black people and people of color receive older, cheaper, and more conservative treatments than white people. Mm. So they will literally use treatments that they know are out of date or, you know what I'm saying, aren't as effective. What fun do you get out of that, dude? That's what I'm saying. I don't understand the thought process. Like, when when I started doing this research, I was just so, like, taken away by what was really going on like Mm -hmm. i knew but i didn't know like how deep it really ran you know what i mean and then um when it comes to the communication of doctors like they will literally just like hand you medicine Mm -hmm. and not explain what it is try to inject something into you not tell you what it is or nothing like i literally have to stop them like hey wait a minute yeah what are you doing what is that yeah what are the side effects yep like you haven't told me anything nope you don't like how do you know that this is gonna re- you haven't talked to me about this at all Mm-mm. you know and i feel like they do that a lot just like oh well, i'm gonna just do this i ain't gotta explain get, nothing get them out the door like they don't have a conversation sit down with you and like treat you like a human being right there's just like you know let mm-hmm. me just get them in and out not paying any attention just do this as fast as i can yeah type of thing and that it's so sad. It really is. Like, I feel I like that's that. that's what happened when we took the the kids to the hospital for um for COVID because mm-hmm. we had COVID, but we wouldn't get them tested, and they were rushing. Like they put us all in this like it wasn't even a hospital room. It was like a storage room. Yeah, almost. they put us in a storage room. Yeah, and they were like rushing us, like putting the kids on the scale, asking this and that. Like it was just chaos, honestly. Yeah. And they weren't even that busy. It was just, they just made it chaotic for no reason. Rushing us, asking all these questions, not even really asking questions that matter, but asking us questions, not really paying attention to what we're saying. Yeah, like, I I remember at one point, I was like, hey, like, listen. Yeah. (laughs) This is what I'm trying to tell you. Like, this is what's going on. Like, Mm -hmm. what can you do to help? And they pretty much was like, oh, well, you know, nothing really. And then your face was, like, swollen. Swollen. That's not even a symptom of, like, COVID. COVID. So... I was trying to figure that out, and they just weren't answering. They did not answer the question. I don't know what was going on. It's crazy. And then I was going to say that, too, because it's also um, shown in the research that black people and people of color receive less desirable treatments Mm -hmm. more than white people. So, like, amputations, um, giving them prescriptions that are not effective, that they know aren't effective, or have long-term side effects, things like that. Yeah, like, what is the reason? Mm. Why? I feel like I went through that, too. Yeah, and then, um, speaking of the mental health thing, that's really, like, when you dive into that and you really, like, look at how things are, like, the misdiagnosis of black people and people of color are so high. Yeah. And it's because people of color and black people are seen as aggressive Mm -hmm. and psychotic, so a lot of times people will have these um like mental illnesses and people just write it off as oh they're just aggressive they're just blah blah because that's how they view people of color and black people right or they just automatically diagnose people with bipolar disorder or schizophrenia like Mm -hmm. so it it, even in my research that that shown too like black people are more likely to be um misdiagnosed with schizophrenia like black men Mm -hmm. because they're seen as aggressive and psychotic instead of actually reading into their actual 
symptoms yeah they just automatically slap that on them wow yeah i feel like you went through that like with uh an, an old therapist that you had mm-hmm. and i feel like she was trying to tell you that you had something and you were like nah listen no this ain't yeah. it i can't remember what exactly it was but i remember that discussion that we had and mm-hmm. she was literally reading out of the textbook yeah and i'm like how did i get stuck with this therapist you know right. what i mean that's uh, man listen she tried to smack me with bipolar disorder she tried to say i had bipolar oh, disorder that's what, yeah that's what and was. i was like ma'am yeah are you like, listening no. to anything i'm saying i don't have any type of mania like mm-hmm. i'm not you know what i'm saying i don't have that yeah. and she was just trying to like get me in and out type yeah. thing and i'm like no like I, I know for a fact i don't and once i started paying for a therapist then yeah Lo and behold, all the money. I got a real diagnosis. It's all about the money. Yeah, when I asked for a, a person of color as mm-hmm. my therapist, mm-hmm. hey, there you go. There you go. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's so Dude, crazy. I, uh, I I remember going to the the doctor. I think when I was about 21, 22, and you know I was telling her about my my depression symptoms, and she just kind of took it and ran with it. Like I did like a little survey. And that was it. She didn't really ask me, like, well, did you have it trouble in school when you were younger? Did or? she refer you to a therapist? No. No. No, no, no. She didn't. And I was expecting her to, like, you know, send me to a therapist or a psychiatrist, somebody, mm-hmm. you know, to get a, a deeper evaluation. But honestly, the survey was it. And she gave me some depression medicine. It didn't work. I didn't feel anything. So I stopped taking it, and I never went back. I didn't. I didn't go back for a long time, yeah. and of course, it got worse and worse. And finally, I was correctly diagnosed when I started paying for a doctor and a therapist. Mm-hmm. And here you go. I got ADHD. That's what it was all along. Right. You know what I mean? Like, didn't ask me any other que- questions about anything. That's so crazy too, because I was gonna talk about Medicaid. So oh yeah, <laughs> I've been on Medicaid the majority of my life. And I know for a fact that you, everybody knows the providers within the Medicaid network mm-hmm. are like the bottom of the barrel. Slim to pretty none. Much. Yeah. yeah. Like going it's, to a therapist when you have Medicaid is literally like talking to a brick wall. Mm-hmm. Like I went through so many therapists like on Medicaid, like the free ones at the mental health clinic and stuff like that. And it was the worst Terrible. experience of my life. Yeah. And I'm like. Y'all are the people that's in charge of helping people with their mental health. No wonder people are out here acting crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all are doing absolutely nothing. And they don't care. They don't care. Like, they're like, oh, you got Medicaid. You a person of color. Oh, That's the first thing they see, your insurance. I swear. After that, they see what you look like. Yeah. And that's it. And it's so crazy. And, too, with, like, the mental health stuff, black mothers are like diagnosed with postpartum depression Mm -hmm. more so than white women Mm -hmm. but are not treated they'll be diagnosed with it they'll be like yeah you got postpartum depression and not treat them okay what's next (laughs) yeah and not treat them it's so crazy and common yeah it is very common and it really just hurts my feelings because there are so many people out there that need help and are not able to get efficient help because of what they look like or you know what i'm saying their financial stance and and it's just not fair i know know a few women of color who who've had like postpartum and 
never did they bring up in conversation yeah my doctor told me to do this or referred me here yeah never they were just like yeah that's it it's just it's just another thing to them yeah like i had postpartum so bad Mm -hmm. so bad i went to the doctor several times not one time did they ever say hey let me refer you to a a therapist right or a psychiatrist or anything like that let me give you some tips to help yeah nothing nothing the only doctor that did something, he gave me a bottom of a bottle of Valium. Oh wow! And that was it for postpartum. For postpartum. What? Yep, that was it. You know, I would really like to like interview someone uh, not of color and really just get their experience because I have no clue. You yeah. know what I mean? But I, all I can go off of is statistics. But I have no clue what it's like. That's what it was like. You know what I mean? Uh, when I started talking to Kelsey, our manager, and yeah. I was talking to her and telling her about her experience, she was like, oh, my God, are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Like, and that really put it in perspective for me. Like, yeah, I have a, my mom's white, but my mom never, never goes to yeah. the doctor either. So there's not a conversation that I can have with her, you mm-hmm. know, to see her experience because she doesn't go to the doctor. You know right. what I'm saying? She's not in that type of lifestyle where she's constantly going to the doctor or having doctor's appointments so but talking to like other people that do go to the doctor regularly and stuff like that like it's crazy they're like Mm -hmm. i can't believe you guys deal with that yeah i know my mom went through hell before she got really good insurance Mm -hmm. and now like they treat her like a queen (laughs) like they are best friends you know what i mean it's so crazy it's crazy it really just like depends it, on the people, like yeah, the I feel doctors. Like if you're a person of color, the only thing that can maybe help you is insurance, good insurance. And even then, it's not even guaranteed. Right. Like, it's not because they'll treat you the same way. True. And I will say the one thing that I've learned from this experience is to use my voice. Like I used to oh, yeah. think doctors know right. You mm. know, growing up, you're taught that like in school and stuff that the doctors yeah. know what they're doing, trust, yeah, them, trust them, all that stuff. And I've learned like yeah, with a grain of salt. Like uh-huh. But use your voice. I've learned to speak up, ask questions, even if like they get annoyed. I don't care. I don't care. You got to you got to ask we're questions. Talking about. Yeah, like this is my body and my health yeah. that we're talking about. I'm going to ask you questions. You're going to sit here and explain to me what's going on and what you're doing. Yeah, that's your best bet. And why you're doing it, you know? So yeah speaking up asking those questions and holding them accountable mm-hmm. like when they want to diagnose me with something i'm like show me the proof right like you know what i'm saying or do you think it could be something else and why or why not yeah. have you ruled out everything else right how did you rule that out exactly you know what i'm saying like using those questions because it's okay at first i was afraid to ask questions i mm-hmm. was like i don't want to you know step on their toes step on and, their toes yeah. or you know what i'm saying but then i was like once i noticed what was going on i was like man fuck that yeah you got like, to i'm more important than anything yeah to me. i'm the patient yeah. you know what i'm saying like what's going on so i would say that's the one thing that has helped me and just having these conversations and you know bringing awareness to the problems that we're facing is something that's so important so that's that's really all i got for today i got everything off my chest yeah. i feel better i had a terrible experience but I'm home now. Yeah. I feel a lot better. And you know what I'm saying? I just want to say, I just want to say one last thing to help anybody out there. Like, invest in your health. Like, forget everything else that's going on in this world. Forget the new J's that's dropping. Forget partying. Forget all that. Invest in your health. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, take care of yourself. If health you do that, health. if yeah, exactly. If you, if you take care of yourself, you can avoid this whole doctor situation. 
And then, you know what I'm saying, they're not going to be able to treat us that way. Yeah. They're they not going to have that advantage. So take care of your health. Invest in your health. And if it gets to that point, you know what to do. Speak up, ask questions. Right. You know what I'm saying? Take initiative. I have, sir, I have like three different cousins that are in healthcare, and I'm so proud of them because they're black women that are in the healthcare industry. One is a doctor, and I'm so proud of them because they get to make a difference. Yeah, you know, you know they're doing saying? right. They get to make a difference. Yeah. So I'm so proud of them, and that really makes me happy. Whenever I see a black person yes. or a person of color in the hospital, I'm like, Yes. Yeah, we need like, more of that, man. For real. But that's all I got for today, y'all. I appreciate y'all coming back, listening to us rant. We love y'all. We hope y'all have a great day, great yes. week. We'll see y'all again next week. And yeah. Yeah, leave some comments. I want to I wanna honestly continue this conversation. I want to see what y'all got to say. But I appreciate y'all listening. Uh, join us next week. We're going to be dropping something else for y'all. I hope y'all enjoy this episode. And whatever y'all do in life... Make it nasty.